Make sure I got my mic in my hand this time. All right. Hold on one second, one more time. I think I think I'm good to go now. All right. So I did want to ask you. I did want to ask you this. Uh, you said you was watching your cat watch the robot vacuum. Yeah. Was it was it attacking? It does. It <laughs> it'll follow it around, and it has like. Um, little rubber I don't even, like rubber feelers like an insect to feel where the walls are or like where obstructions are and so he'll always like try and bat at that and catch it like he he thinks it's a game interesting we should record it and put it on like America's funniest home videos is that wait that still comes on right I and think so I, I always call him I I feel like I should call him by his actual name, but I don't. Carlton hosts it, right? Uh, honestly, I'm not even sure who who hosts it, and I don't even know his okay. real name. I forgot. It's Alfonso something. It's something like that. Because I was gonna call him Fonsworth. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Call, oh shit! Oh, there we go. Thought I fucked it up. But yeah, I did want to ask you about that. But uh, this time, we're not going to forget to uh, introduce the podcast. This is episode 65 of I Don't Have a Name for This Yet podcast. And I'm your host, A1. And we're joined by Jen Walters again. Um, I was supposed to say something funny there, but I forgot what I was supposed to say. (laughs) I really did. I forgot exactly what I was supposed to say. That's okay. We'll remember for next time. We will. We will. Um, what was I? Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we can. I guess we can handle. Well, I guess we could jump right into it. The uh, let's 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 throw out a, a soft topic first, even though it shouldn't be soft. Uh, this month is Black History Month, so I kind of wanted to have a Black History moment. And like, is that is like, how do you feel about that? Like, is that a thing for you? Black History Month. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, I do think, um, I mean, it's, it's been, I've had it my whole life, you know? So it's like, Mm -hmm. I see the importance of it, but I think, and you know, I saw someone say the other day that like, we've been like awareness is always a term that people like to use. And we've had so much awareness for so many years and things haven't changed. Like awareness isn't enough, but you can't take awareness away. So yes, Black History Month is important. Making people aware of the struggles of Black people, the contributions of Black people, but what else can you do? And my friend, she actually, the one who used to work for the company that I work for, and she was the reason why I started working there. She has since left and she started at her new company this week. And Is she it had the blow CC? It's not the blow CC. I think <laughs> that that's where I'm going to go. Once I leave the company, I'm at now. But <laughs> she had sent me a voice note, and I didn't get to listen to the whole thing, but she was talking about what her company does for Black History Month, and she said that they were having... She was like, first off, it's led by actual Black people. Mm-hmm. I was like, Fantastic. 
And um, she had said something about they have, they were having like a panel about what it's like to be a black woman in the workplace. And yeah, just like beyond George Washington Carver did this, black people invented this, like things that are relevant to what's going on now. Like what, what is it like, what is the experience of a black person today? So I think that's important. So is it a thing for me? Yes. Um, you know, but my current job, um, haven't heard anything about Black History Month, but again, I also have not been into the office, so that could be a part. That might be a small part of it, but again, I feel like that's something that there should be an e- a company wide email about it because you all will send company wide emails about other things. So mm-hmm. if if you're really committed to any part of that, I feel like. There should be there should be visibility that I should be able to get without having to physically be in the office. I'm with you on that. I um I know we were talking about it at work about Black History Month and just kind of how like everyone just kind of like well I guess it kind of started because uh well first of all it is Black History Month but I guess it started because uh I, I want to say Bath and Body Works put out like this Black History Month line of things but it was the same fragrances and things just kind of wrapped differently with black history month things and i guess people got up in arms about it and like i told her i feel like i feel like black history month is is it is important but i don't feel like people look at it the same way it it like oh, the same way we used to as like like we were in school like when we were in school that we like lived for it you know like we yeah. really like get up for it like that and i guess because now that we're older, like you said, things are relevant to to today. And I was just thinking about look at all the history that's happened today. Like, like I remember I wanted to do, or I want to say I did do because, like, again, I always was somebody who kind of challenged the status quo when it came to education. And I I did my one of my Black History reports on Puff Daddy, and I remember my teacher was saying like we said we were going to do Black History. And but we can't like this isn't black history. And I was just like, why is it not black history? Like he became a mogul before I was born, you know, like these things that he's done are technically history. Now it happened in the past. That's what that is. And like, why? Why do we always focus on like Malcolm X, Martha King? Like, what about the current things that are going on? Like, you know, so I wanted to talk to talk you know just kind of talk about like just kind of give credit to jay-z right now like he's not my favorite person in the world but as i've gotten older i've kind of like grown very very fond of him like and his music i know it's kind of crazy to to hear from somebody who loves like lyrics and and rap but he he wasn't always that guy to me and like i just like what he's done he's a he's a billionaire now and like i feel like he's one of our most powerful figures that we have in the culture he's one of the most powerful voices that we have right now like like it's you, you, you kind of feel what i'm saying on that one i do you know i feel like jay-z's a little polarizing because of and people have been talking about it recently whatever what did he what cahoots did he get in with the NFL? And he was like, you have to change from the inside. But everyone, but I mean, it's like, what change have we really seen? We still have, what, one black NFL head coach and all this other stuff. So it was like, what was it for? So I can see both sides of it. I definitely, like, without a doubt, Jay-Z has definitely, he is a person 
he he's a very important figure in black history, no doubt. Um, but there's always going to be, I mean, and with everyone, there's always going to be question as to what was their real impact? Were they really pushing so hard for the people and all this stuff? But I mean, I think that he he deserves his flowers for being impactful, a hundred percent. I do too. I do too. And I, I not only him, but like like. I feel like well I'm I'm gonna get into that, but I did want to say what his impact with the uh, his uh, I think he had some kind of deal or some kind of thing with the NFL where he was supposed to like bring black culture forward and like kind of try to get in and he did say to change you gotta have a seat at the table basically gotta change it from the inside and I'm with him on that but I also felt like people expected change overnight. Hasn't it been years since he's been? I want to say it's been like two years, if that. But I think I think with change when you're when you're looking at a regime like that that's that's rooted in what I told you it was rooted in before like all of the like just just how I feel like that like black people are just still product to them like we're not mm, that we're yeah. just we're just supposed to catch a ball dribble a ball but I think they kind of feel like we're product but so I think with something like that it's gonna be a slow change just kind of how it was in America like I think he's laying the groundwork for there to be you know, more black this and that. But I don't think he's always going to broadcast that until he's he's done with it. And I say that because I think he's, like, I could be wrong, but I think he's positioning himself to kind of be one of the first black NFL owners or, like, have an expansion team. Like, the Houston Texans, if I'm not mistaken, are the most recent expansion team that they had. And I think that came, like, 2002 when I was in high school. And like, but you know, we never get those opportunities as as minorities. Like it's always like every owner I know in the NFL is, I want to say, are all white people. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, like black people weren't qualified. Let them tell it to be quarterbacks. They say we didn't have the cerebral part of it. Like mm. they were just eluding or insinuating that white people had the mental side down pack more than the black person did. So I don't think those opportunities are are given to us. But I think with him in there, we may be able to see that. And even if you look at like the, the NBA, like Michael Jordan was like a majority owner of a team. Usher is a bunch, but the NBA is totally different because they they they're kind of more involved and in touch with the post of the culture. But the NFL has always just been kind of to me been a billionaire's boys club to me. And so, like, yeah. now I think what he's doing, he may be ushering in, like, the the route for someone, like, that looks like me and you to do that. And I think it's going to be slow and, you know, it may not be talked about. But I think he's setting it up where we can have more coaches, where we may see, like, an all-black team or an all-black front staff or upper management or, you know, an owner. And I would like to see him do that if he can. I mean, I'll continue to wait it out and see what he comes up with. But um, to your point about like Black History Month just not being the same as when we were in school, I also think it's because, again, access to information. Like you go on Google and like, I want to say now every day they have a new Black person featured as the Google art. And so kids really? can just, I think so, there was one yesterday and I clicked on Let it. And so I'm assuming now. that there's a new person today. I could be wrong. But, um, you know, and then even if you don't have that, you can still Google, like, anything. And it's like, when we were kids, we didn't have that. You had to go to the library. You had to go in an encyclopedia. And, or you had to wait until, because, you know, we're not widely talked about in our 
regular, regular books. So we had to wait for Black History Month for them to pull out these special books and these this special supplemental information about us. So I do think that the access to information is kind of what like, I don't want to say dampens it, but it forces us, it should be forcing us to take it to a next level. So, okay, everyone can find out this information about all the wonderful things Black people have done. So now where do we go from here? Everyone, again, is aware about it. So what do we now do with this awareness? And I I saw something about um, Houston Public Transit had put like a commemorative Rosa Parks seat in the front of the bus and they were actually taking away an ADA accessible seat. Mm-hmm. And so it like just, it was a huge fail. And again, like what is, so what is the purpose of putting this seat to commemorate Rosa Parks doing? Again, awareness, we're all aware of who Rosa Parks is. We get it. So what is the point of taking away from anyone else? Even if that seat didn't take away from anyone else, what is the point? We all know what Rosa Parks did, but what are you all doing for Black people? We don't need you to wave the Rosa Parks flag and ring your Rosa Parks bell. We've done that. We know who Rosa Parks is. We know what her contribution was. And we know what Claudette Colvin, who refused to give up her seat before Rosa Parks, we know, well, I don't even want to say we know what her contribution was because a lot of people don't even know about her. Fun fact, when I was, um, <laughs> we used to have to do community service at my college. And so I would um, tutor at an area elementary school and I had asked the kids, um, you know, there was someone who refused to give up their seat prior to Rosa Parks. Do you know who she is? And I got the, of course, I got the age old, was it you? No. No. <laughs> I am nowhere near that old. Like, what is wrong That's with crazy. you? Kids be so disrespectful. This old lady but, up there talking. That's what they was thinking. But yeah, like, what, again, all this performative stuff to for awareness the internet is too free for people not to be aware. You all are going to have to come with something. You all are going to have to come with opportunities, salaries, some capital resources for black people. Stop telling me about all the things that I know have already happened. Yeah. And, and, and that's kind of what I was getting to work. Like, I just feel like it's more just, Hey, we something that we got to do for like other people. It's something that we got to do. And it's just like, it's always about awareness, but it's never anything current or like, what are you doing for the people? Like, how are you going to yeah. make our lives better? And I was talking to one of my friends at work, and, you know, we we, we always kind of get into it about, not get into it like Ari, but we just, we just talk on it about, like, the black dollar in politics and, like, just how we don't use our leverage to our advantage and why we can't seem to get on the same page when it comes to certain things for us. And I, I think we were talking about, like, how the Asian hate bill came about very relatively fast <laughs> when nothing really you know, happened for us and i think it's because of certain demographics uh they have their they use their money to do the talk and i think we just kind of go with tradition sometimes and you know i just think we just just too opposed and too confused just just systematically basically and um like it was just some of those things and i just it just kind of just got me to thinking like like what are people doing for us besides oh you know giving us revisionist history and you know giving us refreshers of who invented peanut butter and who invented lotion and who 
was this. Well, you got a street named yeah. after you, you know, like that type of thing. But and even more recently with um Whoopi Goldberg and Joe Rogan was, and Whoopi Goldberg. About that. <laughs> oh, I'm like getting suspended for her comments. And if I understand correctly, if I remember what I read, she was saying that the Holocaust was not completely about race. Yes. And you know, she got suspended from the view and Meanwhile, you have Joe Rogan with 70 episodes using the word. Was it? He's used uh, the word several times. Yeah. Like, and they're just like, okay, we took these episodes down, but he gets to continue to operate at status quo. And it's just like, uh, so first of all, again, you it's the attack on one group versus another. And yeah. one group always seems to be very quickly successful while the other one is just like, eh, we'll do this, but it's really not that big of a deal. And then another thing, I feel like whenever anyone tries to downplay the Holocaust, it is, it's frowned upon. Or say anything other than what the Holocaust, you know, just anything outside of this is what the Holocaust is. It's, it's, it's it's an issue, but let us say something. But people get to say things about enslavement. Well, at least you had housing, you had free clothes. Like people can say stuff like that about black people being enslaved, but people can't say anything outside of what the general consensus of this is what the Holocaust was. Yeah. And I'm just like, why is it that we're all supposed to have one opinion about this is the ho- this is what the Holocaust was? This is exactly what the Holocaust was about, and it was all bad. And I mean, because there were components of sexuality in extermination of people during the Holocaust. So technically it wasn't all about race. But again, I don't know the full breadth of what Whoopi said, but it's, I mean, it was not all about race because again, there were components of sexuality. But if anyone, it's not acceptable, but anyone can have their differing opinion about the transatlantic slave slave trade, and that's 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 fine, right? Yeah. And it's like mm, seems a little like hypocritical, but it's, it's saying the silent part out loud. It's what we say all the time. Like other people can get away with the disrespecting degradation of Black people, and it just doesn't work that way for other cultures. And yes, part of it is because of their ability to economically mobilize as a group. But another part of it is the implicit bias that people have towards black people. Very much so. That's a hundred percent true. I um are you there? Yeah. Oh I thought it had one out. But I, I definitely think is I think people like people are programmed to to feel and view certain people a certain way. And it's like like what she said was that that it was two groups of white people basically and then people really didn't really didn't feel that comment a lot but when you really look at it like were they white were they not you know it's just that kind of thing but i think a lot of people kind of get up in arms about it because it's religion involved and i think that's another polarizing thing and you know like i have my own theories about I ain't even gonna say they theories. They could be because I can't, 
ain't gonna say I can't. I have not proven them, you know, in a major way. But I feel like I can prove them. But I have my own theories about like who who those people are and who they actually truly really are. And um, I think that has a lot to do with it too. But it feels like anybody can say what they want to say about like black people. But as soon as you say something about lesbians gays jews asians white people even you know everyone gets up in arms but like people just kind of like just walk all over us for centuries like like it's 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 kind of disheartening to see but i think a lot of it has to do with like our you know us not being able to flex our financial muscle as much as some of the other people do and i don't know why when we spend the most money out of everybody so we got money. It's just we don't. I feel like we don't put it in the right places. Sometimes we, you know, a lot of people put it into fashion or their materials and things like that. But then somebody on the flip side of that, somebody would say that people do that because like a lot of us never had anything for a long time, and so now you're getting the chance to get a little something. You kind of want to do a little something, you know. But I always get back to thinking about what these things represent like bmw and benz i look at who makes those things like they're all german cars and a lot of those people in the past probably were nazis so it's like would i ever buy one of those no never and like people don't think about that like gucci louis vuitton all of these things i'm like they they every year is something going on where it's like pissing in our face and calling it rain but we if we keep running out to buy the stuff like it's just the hottest thing in the world. Like what's different from your black and white t shirt that I got from Target than the black and white one you got on? Oh, the cotton came from llamas or something that was raised in the Alps. What what? What's the difference? So it's just like little things like that that always kinda get me going. And then, you know, like I said, this is black here so much. It's like what are we doing to advance our people besides giving us a history lesson on and kind of like a slap in the face to me sometimes. Yeah. So I don't know. Um there was one more thing I wanted to say about that. But like that topic can get like they got a lot of layers to that, but I also feel like we should, while we do have that, we should you know, we should take that and try to like, you know, make it a teachable moment and try to further what we've always been doing because it's been done the same way for years. Yeah. And it was one more thing. What did I want to say? Uh, it's just time for some change. And I wanted to say uh, that someone asked me, why did why is February Black History Month? And I and I told him I honestly and I've always heard it because it was the shortest month of the year. Like we couldn't get a full thirty days, but I also feel like Black History Month shouldn't just be a month where we just celebrate. I think we should celebrate every day. I think we should celebrate every year, whatever it is, and just live it because we're living in some of the the best times for us as a people, so to say. Like there's opportunities that we have now that like our our moms our grandparents our great-grandparents and our great-great-grandparents did not have like like stocks being able to invest like we could not do that i mean they could not do that they couldn't learn how to read they couldn't learn how to write they couldn't learn how to count like simple things right. like that like these things i think we always take for granted but like no one really think about it like we have a lot of opportunities that that they did not have 
even though it wasn't that long ago, but like I think we gotta like try to further that a lot and just try to try to be better as people. Yeah. I do because Black History Month it was it was started by Carter G. Woodson and he started it in February. And then why I like the origins of the why he chose February, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But and then uh, Gerald Ford, I believe, was the president who recognized it. And like I know Carter G. Woodson, it was like a three week long celebration. But again, it was in February, and so I guess he just went along with it continuing in February. So I do think that that's that's why it's in February. But I can't recall as to why Carter G. Woodson decided for it to be in February in the first place. I don't, I can't, uh, that I don't know. I'm gonna have to uh, look that up. And maybe we can get back to it on another show. But those, those, sure. those are some things that, that we should be looking into. And that's just some things that have been on my mind. Like, I just I just want to see us, like, come together more. Like, to, to make one one big unit. And, like, just let's, let's really see what happens if we actually flex our muscle that we don't know that we actually have, you know? Yeah. I would like to see that. But. We shall see how that goes. Is there is there anybody that you want to like shine light on this month? Um, oh shoot, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> um, no, not that I can think of off like the the tip of my tongue at the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, Serena Williams. I feel like a lot of like I oh you always That's see the one. greatest athlete debate and it's one thing and I feel like she's often overlooked like so many times you see and I mean don't get me wrong the people who they're putting in are good picks it's not like they're putting like completely crappy athletes but I do feel like Serena is looked over a lot of times because she is a woman and I'm just like "Mm." and because because she's a woman and because she's a black woman and I don't think it's fair but I definitely think that um she definitely she she deserves shine. She deserves her flowers most definitely. She does, and I and I and I gotta watch the movie about her dad. I said I was gonna watch it, but I, I never got around to it. I'm gonna watch it and see. Same. It's on my watch list for HBO Max. Good, good, good. Um, let's see. Let's see what can we transition to. Uh, I did want to talk about. Uh, dang, where'd it go? I did want to talk about Atlanta's war, and, I, and I'm not talking about it just because Cardi B was talking about it. But this is something I've always said, and I want to say we might have had this conversation here too. Like I do think Atlanta water is different. I think water is different everywhere you go. Like I, I remember when I went to New York. I don't, do you remember the time I went to New York and um the water was different in the shower? It was just different in how some place. I heard some place where they import water from New York to make pizza and bagel dough because of how yes. something about the water, I forgot exactly what it was, but things like that. I, I definitely think there is a difference in the water. And I don't know if it's because it's, it's coming straight off the Hudson or I don't know, but there's something about it. And then someone told me it was heavily treated too, but I don't know. I remember you talking about it, and I do. I do feel like there is a very distinct difference in the water in New York, 
if being happily treated, highly believable because <laughs> it, it probably needs it. Oh, <laughs> but, um, and when I saw that, I was like, what's going on? I felt so disconnected. But I don't even, what, it, what was said about Atlantis? What, what is happening? Well, she was saying that it made her skin dry and peel and different things like that. But the water, I guess, in New York, like, she's from New York, if I'm, if I'm correct, that it the, doesn't. The Bronx, do yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was saying that, and I was I can agree because I noticed that when I was younger, my skin was not as dry as it is now. But anytime I get in the shower or I put water on my body, I always end up super dry. But when I took a shower in New York, it was not that way. And it just depends on where you go. Denver was not that way. L.A. was a little different. I think that water is a lot like our water, but. It was a lot different, even with my hair. Like I feel like there's a lot of calcium buildup and and phosphorus and different little, you know, little soft, little soft things in there, fluoride things like that in in a water. I think that has a lot to do with. It. I don't think it's naturally fresh water anymore. Got it. Um, I do agree that water is different everywhere you go. Um, I definitely. I had a friend. She moved to I don't think she had a problem when she moved to Alabama but then she moved she took another job in Illinois and she was like that water was terrible like her skin just got dry and scaly and yeah so I do I water varies everywhere most definitely like even when I moved here water was I still can't it's different it's different different. (laughs) It, but I was, I was super excited because I wanted, um, long story about my family. So again, Caribbean immigrants don't believe in like bottled, like individual bottled water. It's very wasteful it is. to them. And so we, um, we had a refrigerator with an ice dispenser, but it was before um, ones with like water dispensers were really, really big. And, um, but once, once you buy something of that price point, you don't buy another one unless it like completely stops working. (laughs) So, um, we always, we had like an, a super old school water filter, like not even one that attached to the faucet, like one that sat on the counter and you had to hook up via a hose. And when that broke, we would boil. We would boil water, and then we started getting the um, little five, not well, they're not little. The big five gallon things that you can um, refill it, like the glacier waters like glute, stations. Glute, 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 like you see in yes. the office. Okay. <laughs> yes, but we didn't. But we did not have the dispenser, so it's not like I would go refill it and then we put it on top of a water cooler dispenser. No, we would then, I would have to then pour this five gallon into, I would have to pour a gallon at a time into a smaller gallon and then put it in the fridge. It was a mess. So moving, one of the very important things that I was looking for because of that traumatic experience (laughs) was a French door fridge that had a water dispenser in it. Because I do agree, like, there is, I can't bring myself to buy individual bottles of water. Like, I feel like my mother will just pop up in my at my apartment and scold me for being wasteful. So, 
I was like, okay, let me get a fridge with a water dispenser. I was super excited. When I tasted that water, I was like, this is disgusting. Really? What is going on? It was gross. It was a thick. And so it wasn't thick. I just, I can't even explain. It just had this aftertaste. And it wasn't even after, it was like a, it was like a taste and an aftertaste. So it's like, <laughs> while you're drinking it, it tastes a certain way. And then afterwards, it tastes a certain way. I didn't like any of it. And so the odd thing was my ice machine wasn't, my ice maker wasn't working. And so they had to call the actual company. It was like, it was under warranty. They needed a part. It was beyond what the complex maintenance can do. And so I told them, when you're doing all this, can we please replace the filter? Because I was like, maybe it's the filter. They replaced it. I was like, okay, here we go. No. It didn't <laughs> Still help. Taste terrible. No, it did not help. Um, so yes, I definitely agree that water is different everywhere. And I do, and you find like I know that like the Amazon finds there's this um shower head with like these beads in it that's supposed to like purify I your shower it. water. Cause like I've wanted to switch out my shower heads, but I just haven't gotten to it yet. But yeah, because water is different everywhere. Like it definitely is. And I do want, I do wonder like what is put in water? Like where are these water sources coming from that makes, like what are the water sources? What, are the, what is water treated with in these different areas that make it different? And do you want to know one thing? Like, I don't know if you've ever dri driven down like how mill and like the water works place over there. Yes. That place stinks. And that's where we get our water from. So how do you make water that smell like boo boo off off rip, like clear and and, and smellless? Like you have to do something to it, and this is like, what are you doing to it, and what are you not doing to it, and and are you doing enough for it? And like just just to get a little nerdy, like a lot of places that do bottled water or do like water treatment, they use this thing called reverse osmosis, and they basically separate the impurities from the water. And that's exactly what it is. You you move it and it kind of and they run it through some filters at some point, but that's exactly what they do. So all of our sewage, all of our shower water, all the chemicals we pour down the drain, all the stuff that run into the you know the runoff water, the drain water into the sewer, like all of that goes someplace and it gets treated. Mm -hmm. So every time you know. You could be drinking some pee. That's that's re re refined. Like all the water that's on the earth has been here. Like we don't get no more of it. It's a it's a it's a water cycle, but we don't get new water. You get clean water, I guess. Right. And so like it just it just make you wonder like like is that why people are getting sick and they don't know why and why we're finding huge amounts of plastics in our in our bodies and in birds and everything we eat. So it just, it just make you think. But there definitely is a difference to water. I think there's a difference from water even within your state and even within like the city like the cab water oh, was yeah. different from Fulton County water I can tell you that off top when I first moved here this water was different and now now because I've, I've been in Fulton County my whole entire life never lived anywhere else besides Augusta and now I don't know if I drunk much water maybe I did I don't know but that was different they water was different too I can tell you that because I drank a lot of bottled water so my mama would just make me get it and I was like why we keep buying all this but water's different like water's different in DeKalb than it, than it, than it is in Fulton it's just, it's just weird but there's a definite difference in water Mm-hmm. and I remember my mom doesn't drink water whenever we go to Savannah or Florida she hates it and, I, and I've tasted it and it tastes nasty 
Water in Florida, there was, back when I was in hotels, the franchise company that I worked for, we had bought a hotel in Key Largo. And um, because we were a franchise company, there were just some processes that were different. Like we had some additional steps because they were, they were like a corporate owned hotel. They were owned by the actual brand. And so now they were owned by the franchise. And so the franchise, we just had like additional paperwork and some of our own like just culture and paperwork that we had to go through. So I went down there for, to help transition the front office operations to get them caught up to speed onto what the franchise operations, what our um, standards were. Mm -hmm. And the water, it was so bad. Like it turned my nail polish like almost immediately. I probably, it was maybe like, yes, it was like, I probably, it maybe was like a day and a half that I was there and I looked down at my nails and they were, my nails just looked dingy. Like the nail polish just looked so dingy. And I was like, what is going on? And it just, it was so bad. So, so bad. That is crazy. I can believe it though. 100%. Florida is its own place. It has, it definitely has some problems. Yeah, they were saying that they could possibly be recycling some of the water from the swamp, and then they're, they're surrounded by water on pretty much all sides except for the northern side. So it's like, where are you getting all your fresh water from? Like, yeah, I know water like trickles down and run down because like. I think it's higher elevation, like going towards the north part of America. And then most of the water from there kind of trickles down and runs down south. So I don't know if that's where they're getting it from. But I know the Chattahoochee runs into Alabama and Florida some kind of way. It breaks off into all these little tributaries and, and different things like that. And it turns to their own rivers and different things like that. So it's just like where where are they getting their water from? And like what is their process like treating it? But Again, I stand with Cardi. Like, I definitely think something's going on with the water. I do think Atlanta water is good. It's some of the best water I've ever tasted. But there is something going on with the water, for sure. So, I just... DWM operates three water treatment plants. The Chattahoochee Water Treatment Plant processes water directly from the Chattahoochee River. The Hemp Hill Water Treatment Plant processes water from a reservoir, reservoir that is filled from the river. Together, these plants produce 75% of Atlanta's drinking water, but it doesn't say what it's treated with. Yeah, it don't. Well, I'm going to ask you this. We might have talked about this before. Like, have you ever noticed that like, growing up, we didn't really see like those pink rings in the toilets or or in the shower as often as we do now? Um, huh. No, what are you trying to think? Like I don't, I don't know. Like I don't know what it is, but I know, I know what it is. It's calcium, but like we didn't see that like we do now. Like it, and it's so weird yeah. to see. Like I don't remember just letting my like if I go away, I don't remember when we were kids. We would have to come back and clean the toilet because there's like mold or mildew or pink stuff in there. Like that's crazy. Yeah, because it's just been sitting. Yeah, we didn't have to do that back in the day. But I feel like once like 2002, 2006, four around the area, that's when I started noticing they changed. And I was like, where did all this come from? But there's something in the world for sure. Because mm. I noticed that in my bathroom here, you know, like my secondary bathroom, like I rarely ever use it. Like I had bought these automatic soap dispensers that came with, um, uh, 
soap samples from the brand and they're lavender and I hate the smell of lavender. So I put all of mm. that soap. I hate it. It is not relaxing. It is not calming to me. I remember getting a facial once at a place and I sat down and the woman, she was like, close your eyes. And I heard her like put something on her hands and then rub her hands together. And she put her hands in front of me and she was like, okay, now inhale deeply. And I inhaled and it was lavender. And I was like, immediately, no, like, no, you have to tell someone because that does not relax. <laughs> like you can't assume I'm not relaxed. I'm irritated now. I hate it. So even though I bought a dispenser for both my bathroom and the secondary bathroom, I put all the sample in the other bathroom. So even if I like have to go to the bathroom, I will not use that bathroom, even if I'm closer to it, because I know I don't like the soap in that bathroom. <laughs> and so I don't use that bathroom like at all. And no one has been here. And so, yeah, I will go in there and I'll just, I'm, I'll sometimes just like, flush the toilet so I don't get that ring. But when I was gone for two weeks in New York, like I came back, there was nothing I can do. And both my toilets had the ring here. It's weird, but there's, I, I stand, I, I believe it. Like we've never experienced that. Like we never have seen that until like recently. I, like, I don't understand. Don't understand, man. But that's it for Orlando. I just want to know if you noticed. But I know, and also today we were talking about, uh, while we're on the topic board, I was talking to this guy. We were talking about, uh, is it Polar, Polar or Poland Springs water? I don't yes. know if there's like a New York staple, but like that water was good while I was up there. <laughs> <laughs> Poland Springs is definitely the New York staple. Yes, like, like, do, do you do you like it? Is it good to you? It is good to me. It is. I liked it too. Like it was cheap. You get this big ass thing for like a dollar. You can walk around all day with that one bottle of water and and be fine. But I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Like you know, like like again, I said so. That's two wins for New York water. So I don't know. Like there's got to be something <laughs> to it. Got to be something to it. But uh, let's see where we gonna transition to next. Let's see what we got. Uh, oh, we can talk about this. I know you had uh wanted us to talk about this. Thank where is it? Make sure I don't. Well, let me just pull it up on this one. Oops. Uh, privacy in relationships. I knew, I knew that's what you were gonna say. <laughs> yep. If you if you still wanna wanna get there, we can get there. Yeah, I just I know that we live in an age of if you don't post it, it didn't happen. But I'm just like, but why? And there's, everyone's entitled to privacy. And so like I was telling you before, if you live your whole life like on a stage and if you want to show everyone all of your good moments, when the bad happens, people are gonna be like, well, why are you not posting that? Why you ain't tell us that you broke up, blah, blah, blah. Now, 100%, do you have the right to say, I wanna stop sharing at this exact moment and you, it's well within your rights, 100%. But people aren't going to let you have that agency. People aren't going to just let that fly, unfortunately. People aren't going to be like, oh, okay, well, you sat here and you all shared all your photos of when you were happy, but now you broke up and you don't want to share. We understand. No, that's not what society is going to give you. They're not going to give you that grace. Should they give you that grace? 100%. Are they going to give you that grace? 
probably not. And so it's going to just become an even bigger headache on top of whatever you're going through in your relationship. So that's one reason why I'm just like, I'm good. And then on top of that, whether it's good or bad things, I really don't like people pine in my relationship. So just yeah. keep it off. But I also feel like there's an appropriate timing for it. So again, if you all are just dating, you don't, like, why are we posting all this? We're just dating. We're trying to see where this goes. Like, we're really trying to find this time to explore and figure out one another. So what is the point of posting this for other people? I just, it bothers me. And especially if you're not even dating exclusively, like if you're dating other people. And again, if you, you can be a 100% open and transparent with the person you're dating with whoever else you're dating, but people can still get funny about that because then they might be like, oh, well, you posted when you was out with him. Why you ain't post when you went out with me? Because he wanted to post it. I don't care. I'm not trying to post either of you if we're being <laughs> very honest. Like, I know, but I just don't want to. And again, like, from my situation with my ex, I've also, I just prefer to take my L's in silence because if anything happens, like... Yeah, man, I don't I don't want to become the main character on Twitter. I don't. Not for some... No. Like, I don't want to... There is a fear of me... Of a man making me look like a dummy. So, if you all don't know what, I'm, what my moves are, then that lessens the chance. Because, I mean, there's a chance that you're already hurt by what he did. Now the rest of the world sees what he did. Like, no, it's too much. And then also, people are just weird. That's it. People are just weird. And so I'm a big proponent of post where you've been, never where you're at. <laughs> yeah. First like when you're there, don't post about it. Like just don't. And that's another reason why I like why I won't post things because I'll take pictures and then it's now 10 hours or 10 days later and I forgot I took the damn picture. And I'm like, well, damn, what's the point of doing it now? And then I just end up, my friends will end up posting stuff and then I just screen grab it and I repost it. Or they're like, oh, such and such mentioned you in your story. Bam, tap, add it to your story. There we go. Everyone else does the posting for me. And if I want to repost it, I'll, I'll just do it that way. But it's just, and I think it's something that doesn't have to be explained, especially if you're just starting out with someone. Like if I just say, I want privacy, please don't post us. Just respect it, you know? But yeah. I feel like I've been in situations where that hasn't been respected and there's been like trying to post sneaky, sneakily about me or trying to not post like my face or who I am, but you're posting like what we're doing or you're alluding to me. All of that, I, I mean every, do not post privacy and do not post me or us does not physically limit yourself to just our faces. What we're doing, our whereabouts when we're together, it's really nobody's business. I agree what, 100%. And I just, I mean, for people, I'm not knocking anyone who lives like that, do you? But it's not for me. And I don't, I really don't know if I could be with someone who really has that that desire to be like that because it's just not going to be one guy one time he asked me and he was joking i hope but he was like you want to be one of them couples who be doing them TikTok dances together and i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> like, 
crazy. And I also like going that far, like content creation seems exhausting. Like I have a friend, she's starting to delve into that. And again, I 100% support her. That's what she wants to do. But she was like editing these videos. And I'm like, girl, yeah. Like everyone talks about my puppy and how cute she is. And yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe we could make a cute little Instagram. And then I'll be like, no, like I, it just <laughs> seems exhausting to edit this, these pictures. And then again, like now we're moving away from pictures. You have to do reels. You have to do TikToks and all this editing. It just seems like, no, I'm not up for it. And it's just like, and then again, it's like being very cautious about what you even have in the frame. Like, okay, if I'm shooting something in my apartment, but do I want to, like, how much of my apartment do I want to show? Should we only do content outside? It's just too much. Like, I just rather me, my animals, whoever I'm in a relationship with, can we just be with each other? Like, our friends, we can post things every once in a while, take pictures. We can take as many pictures as we want for our personal archives, because I do really cherish stuff like that. But I don't, I don't personally see the value in putting it all over for everyone else to see. I just don't. I'm with you on that. Only, only way I can see that is if we're, if we're in agreement to do that, or something special that we, that we do want to share. But I'm not yeah. for, for doing that. And I did want to ask you: Do you think that we live in a society to where that? Do Do you think you can have that now, like that privacy? Uh, I think you can. Again, I think it has to be something that's discussed beforehand. And apparently it has to be discussed in detail because, like I said, I've said, like, people think I want privacy, do not post me, literally means don't post my face, but then allude to other things about me, which I don't want that either. Um, I think you can have it to, you can have it to a degree. Um, cause then again, once you post anything, like it's out there for whoever to do whatever. Yep. So there is that. Um, but again, at least like, if these are your pictures, if you're taking them on your phone, unless someone hacks you. And I mean, we're two pretty regular, regular people. So speaking for you and I, I don't think anyone is trying to hack our phone. <laughs> no, um, I don't see any reason why you know, that stuff would get out to anyone else if we're not putting it out there. Even if we do something like, oh, we, you know, we do a professional photo shoot with a photographer. You have to just have that discussion with the photographer. Can you, you know, can I use, can I use your images for marketing? Yes or no. And if they don't want to accept the no, then just take your business elsewhere. But you know what? Like, even when I go, like, get my eyebrows done, go get a facial. Everybody wants you to, wants you to be a part of their content. Can I take a picture of you? Can I? And I just be like, oh my God, no, like I don't, I get it. I understand, but I'm supporting you for paying for this facial right now. So please don't try and make me feel bad for saying no for being part of your advertising. Because I've already paid you and tipped you for the services you have rendered. So I don't have to do anything else. But I mean, it's like everything that you do when you involve outside people, they do want to make you part of their content. But, you know, when it comes to things like you have the right to say no. And that's the only time when I 
re- when it's like, okay, it's now out of you and your partner's hands, I feel like, for the majority of us. Because, again, I don't think that people are hacking most of our phones, I think. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Like, that's re- like doing your maternity shoot, doing your engagement photos, your wedding photos, stuff like that. You have to, I do feel you have to have those conversations up front with those vendors about can we, you know, of course, they're respectful and I know that they wait until they give you the fin or I hope that they're respectful and professional and they wait until they give you the finished product Before and then they can it. post stuff. But again, you still might again I that should be a conversation. Like can I repost these things? Can I use this on my promotional collateral and stuff like that? Like those are conversations that need to be had and I mean honestly I don't think anyone who's reputable like that stuff would already be in their contracts I would think yeah so most, most people do so I think it's possible to have that privacy but again you just have to it just has to be a serious conversation with your partner and then if you all are bringing other people in for whatever reason you have to have those conversations with them too I mean if you gotta be Beyonce and make everyone sign an NDA for everything, then do it. <laughs> she she keeps people relatively out of her business, so yeah, it's possible to have that privacy. But again, you just have to have you have to have the will to actually want to have it. True. Um, I think I think it's definitely possible. It's definitely something that that you and someone should talk about. I feel like. Uh, um, everything isn't for everybody's consumption and you know you don't want to always give everybody everything that you do like they don't need to know what you're doing every second of the day and, yeah and I, I feel like um, what I did want to ask you do you feel like it's better do you feel like relationships are better with privacy or without the privacy I feel like it's better with privacy because I just I feel like it takes off a lot of pressure and maybe for me, because I know that I'm already very hard on myself and I put pressure on myself, any outside pressure from anyone else becomes so overwhelming to me. And I I was thinking about it the other day. I feel like I can get to be such a perfectionist that I would think any failed relationship, any failed dating, I feel like reflects poorly on me. I feel like I've messed up, I did something wrong. And so, because I already have that heavy weight on me, that's why I don't like other people asking me about what's going on, how are you doing? Because I'm just like, if I'm not doing well, then it's like I'm failing. But it's like, there's another person in this relationship. That person might be falling short. Maybe we're just not compatible. Maybe it's really nobody's fault. Maybe we're just not meant for each other or maybe we're not meant for each other at this time because we're in two different places in our life it's not it's not something that you have to bear the burden for for everything but i'm still i still can't release myself of all those burdens just yet so how do i prevent people from asking me those questions don't let people know what's going on like that's it that is it on a need to know basis those yeah. who matter, no. Those who don't, don't. Like, yeah. Like I know my brother was asking me today. He was like, "What are we gonna do for our 
family vacation, and I didn't I didn't get a chance to reply back. But I was like, we don't really like let too many people into our spaces like that, just because you know, like the more people you involved, the more the more chance you got for somebody to run. But if you keep it small, quiet, and intimate, we go do this. You ain't got to necessarily like broadcast it to the entire world that hey, we went to China this month or whatever. You can do. You know, you just can you can just do more and enjoy more. You know, and I feel like I feel like going forward, like I just kind of want to do like things that we have like a no cell phone policy or something like that. Like, yeah, take your pictures, but like you know, don't broadcast it right now, or like let's let's actually enjoy each other's company or something like that. And I was thinking about that. Someone I don't even know who it was. Someone who I follow on Twitter repeated someone else who did like a. Uh, early 2000s 2010s playlist that on apple music and when i tell you it's phenomenal and it takes like music was oh, that was a sweet spot in time and you think so? just yes and like hearing i'll send you the playlist and like hearing all those songs just remind me of like all the times i was at parties having a legitimate good ass time not worried about someone messing up my boomerang, not worried about someone who's screaming over the music so it's messing up my video, not worried about someone recording me, throwing it back, just having a good time because we were not attached to our phones. We weren't attached to proving to everyone that we're having a good time. We were there to have a good time. And I was really like, if I would pay good money to go to like a not uh, like '90s to 2012 music party with no phones, I would pay such good money for that. that might be, I really would. That might that might be good. I think I think that's just something we should do. I know you was talking about it earlier too. We were talking about the the Kenyan guy. The who? Remember you were talking about the guy from Kenya? The the, the oh the, oh the, yeah yeah my old coworker is my friend. Yes yes. Yeah, I think I think like he was on to something. Like that's something I like to do, but you know, you can't always control what everybody does. Everybody wants to just post, 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 post. But it is good when you can just go someplace and be like, hey, I didn't even really like use my phone. Except to take a picture. I know. It was like I remember so many nights like my phone would just always be dead, not because I was on it, it was because I was not on my phone so much, so I wouldn't even think to charge it. It'd just be like, we get ready. Like now I'm getting ready and it's like, you have to be sure that your phone is on the charger. Yeah. But we would be getting ready to go out. If my phone was on the charger, was it generally wasn't, we go out next thing you know, it's dead. And I mean, it's not safe. <laughs> like I definitely, I should have it charged so I can have my phone if I need it. Yeah. But yeah, sure. it's just like, it's not like, again, I don't even feel like, I'm charging my phone to make sure that I have it for an emergency now. It's like I'm charging my phone to make sure that I can take a picture of my plate or so I can, so I can record the club when the beat drops on Meek Mill's dreams and nightmare. Like, it's just like, how about we just go crazy when the beat drops on dreams and nightmare? That's it. Just everybody go up. Don't bother to record it. And I'm there. Like if there's one thing I'm guilty of, that is what I'm guilty of. A hundred percent. But I would let it go. Like, I really would. Because having fun in that actual moment instead of trying to capture that moment is way better. 
Yeah, I think, and I think one thing I, I was like, have you ever noticed how everybody kind of does the same thing when it comes to like pictures and videos, same poses, same bathroom mirror, you know, the same thing, like the same hand movements to the song. Like, I'm like, like this is this is what we're doing. Like, okay, they got a car video. Everybody doing the same hand movement to the song. They be off beat, you know. I was like, all right. And I was just like, you wanted to post this because of what? But that's just kind of what it is. It's kind of sad to see that that's where we are, but it would be nice if we could just get people to just kind of just value those. And I think as you get older, you start to value those things like privacy. You start like looking at, you just look at life different as you get older. All the stuff you wanted to do when you was 20, 21, 18, like none of that stuff matters anymore. Like I used to be into shoes. Like that don't matter to me. You know? I'm not, I don't, I'm not here to dress in person. I wear the same hoodie, same joggers every goddamn day if you let me. Don't bother me. But before I was like, oh, I gotta have an outfit for this. I gotta have an outfit for that. You know, all of that. But I'm like, none of that matters. Either you like me or you don't. <laughs> That's just what it is. Yeah. Like you know, not necessarily like relationship, but just like people. Period. Like either you, you you like me as who I am, or you don't. You like me for whatever. So I don't know, but I definitely think privacy is good. I think you should be able to take your wins in private and your losses in private. And if you choose to do something else, that's different. But I definitely think that everybody could could use a little bit of privacy at times. Yes. And sometimes we just get tired. Like there is oversharing. Sometimes we really yeah. just we don't care. In the words of Stephen A. Smith, I'm here to tell you. We do not care. <laughs> we don't funny. like it. At some point, it gets to be too much. We're like, we don't want to hear it anymore. We don't want to hear the good. We don't want to hear the bad. We don't want to hear the ugly. You all just be happy with one another. Like you all deal with it. Most don't, don't tell us. Yeah, handle it on your own. We ain't gonna handle it on your own, but like just just handle it with, with privacy. You know, with your with your circle. Yeah. Um. Guess we're gonna segue to. Let's see. We make a timestamp really quick. I guess we could segue to uh, having space or time away in relationships, and like how important that is to to every relationship that people have. And I don't think people realize. I think it's really underrated. Yeah, but I can't like hearing you say. I don't think people realize that, and I think it's underrated. It's wild to me to hear it. But I know that there are people who are like that. And I'm just like, it makes me wonder, like, what makes them like that? Like, were they someone who has, like, always had someone that never had time to be alone? Maybe, like, they had a big family, and so they never got alone time. So they feel like they always need someone around them because that's what they're used to. But me, I'm just like, no. <laughs> I don't want my alone time. I do not want to be around my significant other all the time. I can't. I I just can't do it. That's why I even like I I'm I question about if I would want if I ever do get married, if I'd want to cohabitate with my partner prior to getting married. I know that everyone's like, well, what if you live with them and you find out that they have like some really bad hygiene habits or they don't keep a clean house and they just expect you to clean everything. I was like, all oh, very valid things, but I like my space so much to where I'm just like, I might chance it. Like, I don't, I don't want to live with you until I 100% have to live with you. And even then, I'm just like, I'm, maybe you should have two separate bedrooms. Mm, I don't know. Possibly. Yeah, people do that. And, you know, like, I think, I think it is a good thing because. 
I think I think we're just so used to doing things a certain way because that's the way it's always been done. We don't really stop to to reevaluate or adjust for the times. I think things were done that way just because it was easier. But now I think yeah. things are a little bit differently, you know, a little bit different that we don't necessarily have to like do things those ways. Yeah. And that's another I I know I've spoke to you about it about not really being a hundred percent like I don't want to be integrated into my partner's friend group. I just don't want to do it because I want to maintain people who don't know you like I know you. Or, I mean, honestly, I don't think that I'm not going to be fooled into believing that if I get integrated into my partner's friend group, that they're going to be more of my friend than they are of my partner's. I don't believe that that ever happens. If things go south or if there's a time where it's like someone was right and someone was wrong, I 100% expect them to side with the person who they were friends with first and who they have a closer relationship with. Because even if someone tries to integrate me into their friend group, I'm never going to make, I'm never going to try and bond with that person more than you have. So it's just not going to happen for me. And so I just know that if something goes out, that's, that's, they're going to be on your side. And I just, not to say that's a bad thing, but I just, I don't want to, cause then that would be awkward too. Like if I'm sitting here, I was like, Oh my gosh, well, you're my friend too. And how could you take his side? It's too much. Like, no, I'd rather just go to my friends and say what I have to say about my friends and hell, my friends might take your side too. And I will have whatever, if I want to get in my feelings and have a little fake falling out with them over that, that's one thing. But again, at least it's not someone who's our mutual friend. So now it's like, I'm upset with you. Now things are awkward when we're around this person. It's too much integration. Like I just can't do it. And I just, I, I believe I told you the story about the guy I was dating and we, <laughs> we, um, I felt like he was trying to integrate me into his friend group. Mm-hmm. Like so many times we went out and it would be group dates with his friends. And I was just like, <sighs> I hate this. <laughs> was he like one the only child or something? Yes, he was. Okay. He was. Interesting. Um, and we finally, it was one time it was me and him just going out. We were supposed to go eat and then go to the movies. And we had a group. So this is back when like Pokemon Go was really big. And absolutely. (laughs) And (laughs) how could I not go into the real world and catch Pokemon? I had to. (laughs) That is crazy. It was back when they first started doing the legendary battles where they would tell people beforehand and you can group battle. And so it was a day that there was a legendary battle. I think it was at Piedmont Park. And we had done one together before as a group. And so there was, we had a group meet dedicated to this. Mm-hmm. And it was quite, it was asked in the group meet, like, hey, are we doing the group battle? And he was like, oh, I'm going to the movies. And again, you could have just said, no, I'm busy. You don't have to give the whole agenda of what you're doing. And so he was like, no, I'm going to the movies to see such and such. And it was a movie that I know that they would have wanted to see. And so, of course, as soon as he said that, well, I wasn't invited. (laughs) And then he was like, oh, well, you can't. When I tell you, I never picked up the phone and called a man so fast. I would immediately know. Uninvite them. We're not doing this. I'm not. And so 
he we've handled that part but i did tell him to pick a movie by a certain time because i had a hard out because i was going to a housewarming party afterwards for a friend he was like oh Dave and Melissa's housewarming. I was like, what the hell? You going to be there too? And I was That's like, well, crazy. shit. I guess I'm going to be with him the whole day. And I just didn't want that. I wanted time to decompress and to just be away from him after seeing him. Yeah. And I think that that's, I think that that's normal. You want to decompress from being with your parents, from being with your siblings, work. from being with your kids, like from work. Yes, you want to get away from other people for a while. So not wanting to be around the person you're dating or your partner 24 seven, that's not, that's not ludicrous. I don't think that's, I, I don't think it's a bad feeling to have. And there are just things where it's like, this is my me time and I want to have it. And these are my friends and I want to keep it that like, these are just my friends. There's no, you can meet them. You can be cordial, but no, we're not about to, they're not about to become your friends. And I don't want to become your friend's friend because I want time away from you. Most definitely. I and think, there's nothing wrong. And, and I, I really think it's so underrated that I think we're conditioned to like be up under people like all the time, whether it's your mom, dad, your significant other. I think we're just conditioned to be. But when you finally get that time to just be like, hey, look, I got the house to myself. Or I ain't got to worry about this. I don't have to wake up today. I can just, you know, you can just do what you want to do. Like, maybe you want to tell your girls about about the day. Like, you can't do that if they're there. You know, so you never right. get a chance to really express yourself. And you kind of, sometimes it can kind of make you feel a little, a little claustrophobic a little bit. And, you know, sometimes that could be, like, draw wedge between you. Because, like, dang, like, can I can I get one second by myself, like, to do something that I want to do? Or, you know, just to sleep, just to just to think, meditate, whatever you want it to be. Right. I, I, I've I've seen people be in these situations where like they're just dying or they're just trying to get that time. But they never get it. And I think it, I think it weighs on you mentally sometimes because it's just like you kind of get in the routine. It's almost like mm, yeah. off work early and like you don't know what to do. You know, like, yeah. you work early, like in the middle of the week and it's nice weather in the springtime. You don't know what to do because you're always doing that one thing so when you get that people don't i don't think people really appreciate it until like they've they've gone through some things or they just got a little older where they realize that hey look we don't have to be you know like freaking frat like you can go operate uh without me you know like we can we can always bring it back together at the end of the day but we don't got to be like siamese twins or conjoined twins i mean you know, well, we got to just be yeah. everywhere. And I, hopefully that's not offensive to anybody. Cause I'm never trying to be offensive, but like, you don't, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. And like, yeah. and like there's been times where like, you just want to talk to your boys or you want to go talk to, you know, let's say, let's say you do want to have like a, a, a conversation with somebody that involves that person. Like you can't do that while they're there, you know, right. so like, that time you go get your nails done. could be that time where you have girl talk or, or the time the guy go get his hair cut. That's guy talk. And that's pretty much what happened in those places. Anyway, a lot of the times guys get their hair cut, talk shit about sports and, you know, banter about, you know, their significant others. And I feel like women might do the same thing when they go get their hair and nails done. No, oh, 100%. And, it, and it's something that, that's underrated. I don't think people really realize how much they need that or appreciate that until it, till it's gone or until they actually truly, really get that. Yeah. But it's good, I too. Wonder, 
But I was going to say it's good too because now you got something else to talk about. You can bring something else to them to have a conversation about. It adds uh, a level of uh, what you call it. I don't know what I want to say here, but it adds something to another level of nuance to your relationship. Like like y'all can go do something autonomously and then still come back in and bring it all together at the end of the day. You know? Yeah. And it's like sometimes... Well, I feel like my mail tech in Atlanta had posted this at some point, but it was something to the effect of, oh, if I ever meet any of my clients, significant others, like, just know, I know about you. Like, yeah, my mail tech know all about you. That is crazy. Like, yes, this is our girl time. So, no, I don't want you to be at the nail shop with me. I don't want you to be at the hair salon with me. I don't, like, no, that's like my me time to decompress. But, like, I was watching Married at First Sight last night, and they're still on their honeymoons, or they're, yeah, they're, they were still on their honeymoon. And one of the couples, they, the, um, this season is in Boston. And so one of the couples went horseback riding, and he admitted, like, you know, we're from Boston, animals, you know, we not our thing, but he's very adventurous. His wife is a little more scared. And so she really didn't want to do it. So, but she did it. And he kept on pushing her and pushing her and pushing her. And it's like, this is your honeymoon. So this is a little different. Like, go ahead and get this experience. But I'm not saying for you to go back to Boston and go horse riding every weekend. But I mean, if that's something that he now took an interest in and he's interested and he wants to go and go horseback riding every weekend in Boston, then that's cool. Let him do that. So, I mean, it's like, I do feel that there are times where, you know, you're doing something special, push each other to step outside of your comfort zone and experience this together. Especially, you know, oh my gosh, I'm scared. Well, at least my husband is here to help me through it. That's cool. But it doesn't have to become a routine that, oh, my husband likes to do this, but I don't. But because he's my husband, I'm going to be there or vice versa. My Mm -hmm. wife likes to do this and I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it because no, like it's okay to have different interests. It's okay to not, like you said, to not be freaking fat. You do not have to do everything <laughs> together. But I do have to question you because I feel like you often deal with people who you work with. Yeah, but I think <laughs> it's, it's only it, 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 we. Let's just say it's it's the same organization, but not necessarily like right there together if that makes any sense okay no that is understood completely understood so like you may be in apartment a that's owned by the same group but i'm in apartment g you know okay. or whatever so okay. yeah so in, 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 okay. in those instances like there is a commonality there but then it's like to- two totally different worlds okay I thought you were like Jim and Pam in the oh, office no. staring at each other. <laughs> no. Okay, never no. mind. You know, you know what? I always wanted that. I always wanted to, you know, like have the Jim and Pam. Like I told, I put, I posted like a couple years ago. Like, like I want to find my my Pam to my Jim or, or my Jim to my Pam, whatever it was. And then people were like, oh, really? And I was just like, yeah, it'd be dope. Like if, if something like that happened, and I and I almost had that one time, but I didn't get it. Oh, and that's a, an office reference if you guys don't know if you haven't watched the office i don't know what you've been doing with your life hilarious comedy but yeah like but and you know like i was gonna say uh 
like to what you said, like if it's something that the guy likes and the woman doesn't like, like that's that's your time to do something else, like to have time to yourself, um, <clears throat> to have time to yourself to just kind of like just just be you. Like it, it's a good feeling that way. You know, you don't have to feel like you're just tethered to somebody everywhere they go. Like you're what? Remember that thing you <laughs> remember that thing called a skip it back in the day? You used to put it around your ankle. And yes. over it. that's how <laughs> people be. <laughs> Oh man! Like and, it, and it's horrible because people don't really think about that, and I'm just like, uh, like, like, you know, like it just gives you a chance just to do you and just just be you, and like that. You, I think some people get like too consumed with other people that they forget who they are. You know, like that time that you get to go do something that you like or that you're passionate about. Like y'all can always just meet back up about it later. Like, hey, I'm gonna go do this because I gotta go handle this, and I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna go do that. It just it just gives you time to do stuff and just just stuff to do. Yeah, that's scary. Like getting so consumed in someone that you forget who you are, but it definitely does happen. But like me, I love hearing like my significant other like talk about something that they're passionate about. And, but it's like, so me, like, I'm not going to sit here and watch you play 2K. Like, this is not going to happen. But I'll, like, I'll, it's, I think it's funny when he gets upset and tells me about how the game was cheating. (laughs) 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 Boy, what? But it's funny. And it's like, I'll sit there and I'll listen to that. And I was like, well, you know, I know that the game was cheating, but at least you got some time to relax and do what you want. Like, I'm happy that he gets that. I really am, but it's like I'm not about to sit up here and watch it. I'll listen. I'll listen to you talk about it afterwards. Like we can reconvene, but you have your you time. Do what you want. Like having something, like having other passions. I think that I find that attractive when you have things that interest you outside of me and the things that I do. Like because it just makes it seem like, well, what were you doing before you knew me? Were you just morphing into? being interested in whatever all your other partners were interested in, it seems very weird to me. Like, yeah. do you just sit around and wait for someone to latch on to and then they make your personality for you and they make their interest for you? Because that's, I have no interest in that at all. Because then I'm like, well, what is your view of the world? Like, are you just going to agree with me with everything because you don't know anything outside of what I've introduced? It just, yeah, it does not work for me. Please, by all means. Be find your own passion, yeah. or even if it's not something you're passionate about, something to pass the time. I don't care, but don't be up under me all day. Definitely, it was it was something I wanted to say about that because I, I feel like, like I said, I feel like it's underrated and people don't appreciate it. But um, let me think of what it was. I can't I, I can't even think about it. Um, I don't know. We we gonna if it come back to me, I'm gonna get back to it. Okay, um, but I do, I do think that uh, I I do think that time. Oh, I think it might have been. I do think that time uh, away helped save a lot of people's relationships. Though I will say that. 
Like that's real. Like I always envision, like you know, getting like my brother, like maybe my best friends, and just having a guys trip with the girls doing like a girls trip, and we go, we go do the thing, and you know, we be respectful, respectful to our, our relationships or whatever. But we can go, go and do that. We can talk about it, man. Tony was out there fucking tripping on the thing. Yeah, how about Tony got drunk and fell out the boat, and then you can tell me how Tanya's <laughs> hair caught on fire because y'all had to do a bonfire on it. Be like, you know, it's that type of thing. It gives you something. It gives you a different dynamic when you can like just kind of go do things like alone and just kind of like come back and tell that story about it. Like it's it's just cool. It's just cool. Yeah. I always wanted something like that. I've I haven't I've never done. I've never been in a position to do it. But now that I'm older, I think I think like that's in you know that's that's next on my docket because you see it in the movies, you see it in shows. Like is this realistic? Like can we do it? I think we can do it. A hundred percent. Um, not only should, not only can we do it, you should be able to do it. Like I think that that is a hallmark of a healthy relationship when you are able to have your own sake. Yeah. Like I don't even think it's can. I think, like you said, we've been conditioned to think that that's how we should be. I think reconditioning to it's not even about can. This should be what you all are aspiring to do. You should inspire to be healthy, whole, and complete individuals who then come together. And share your experience and share certain experiences as a unit. Definitely. Um, I feel like when you do that, uh, dang, I forgot what I was going to say again. Just that quick. I should have just not picked that thing up. I picked something up off the floor and now I lost my track. Uh, I don't know. I want to say it might have had something to do with, uh, like I know I said already, but saving relationships. Um I don't know. I'm, it'll come back to me. Okay. <laughs> it'll come back to me. But I know it was something good though, because um, it, it was just something I had never really thought about until just like right now. Now that we're talking about it, and that's and that's the point of this show is to, is to get us thinking and get us talking. Like you can have an opposite, conflicting opinion that's that's or and disagree with me, like anybody. But that's how you learn. That's how you grow. So like I know some people may be listening like uh uh-uh, Kevin ain't going nowhere without me. But you know, <laughs> but I think that's I think it's healthy that you do. That you do. I, I really think it's healthy to have that that thing like what what they say? Uh everything in moderation. And that's that's everything. Yeah. You know, your relationship in moderation, you need time for you, you need time to decompress, you need time to to all of these things because you're so busy trying to be all these different things to everybody but then when are you going to have time to be you to you you know people don't think about that yep but uh let's see what I, what I want to say going to come back to me at some point going to come back to me when I at least I'm like oh I'm going to be all excited about it um so we got that uh, okay, I guess now we can get into like the juicy part. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about episode two of uh, Insecure, which was which was a good episode. Uh, and you said you rewatched it too, right? Yes, I did. And then when you said you rewatched it the second time, I was like, oh shoot, what did you talk about? I rewatched it. Oh, yeah. too. Like you, you had to like I don't watch it at least like four times just to kind of see little different things. And there were some things I did want to talk about, but for those of you who don't know, like it's been a year since the last time. I guess a year since that whole Stanford thing, and yeah. you know 
everybody's progressing in their life and different things like that. But I did want to start off and say, I don't like Molly's haircut. <laughs> I'm going to just say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But, uh, but yeah, but I, I, time has progressed. Uh, Issa's getting where she wants to get and different things like that. And I guess Molly's trying to recenter herself and refocus herself on, you know, Molly, get back to Molly and like, you know, loving Molly, I guess. And, uh, I think that's something that, uh, that's that people don't really do. I don't think people take the time to do that. I think people just kind of just rush right back out there into the race. Yeah. So, um, but I think her mom gives a good example as to some of the reasons why people do it. Cause you know, she's talking about Molly being in a relationship and getting married, but she's talking about, and none of it seems like it's for Molly. She's like, Oh, cause I need grandbabies and your father's going to have to roll you down the aisle. So it's like rushing her so she can have the, the life that she pictures for herself and the things that she pictures for Molly and not what Molly wants for Molly. So I do think that it's not always like the person. Sometimes they have these outside forces that are like, well, you should be getting married. I'm not getting any younger. I want grandbabies. I want, you know, I want to see you walk down the aisle. And so that was like, I understood, like, I know that the like parents are generally like, but it's, I do think it's, it's pretty damaging when people are like that to you. Because again, that's selfish. Like Molly needs to be in a relationship for her, not for you. To make yeah, not for you. And I and I think that that's how that is. And I'm glad that she highlights that because there was a lot of things going on in the episode. We're gonna hopefully we can get to all of them, if not most of them. Um, but I think that's just how it is. Like your parents and your family force their views and their ways of doing things on you, and it doesn't necessarily suit you. And what you want to do and what you have a line for your life is always about them and what they want. And no one ever stops to think about what you want. But um, so I, I like that that was highlighted in that. But but what stuck out to me most was that because uh, I got two topics that's about this. And one, the first we're going to talk about Molly's anxiety, uh, I guess, getting back into the dating world. Because of mm-hmm. of how it just kind of failed after failure after failure after failure for her, and I and I like that they show like her getting ready to get back on her little profile. She wrote what she she read what she had wrote on there, and you know, and then she had like these flashbacks about all the all the places that she had been, and it just kind of like just stopped. And she was like, "Dang!" The look Jennifer's like, "Dang!" I can't believe I really was like that. Like that's where I messed up at, and. I feel like that's a real thing that people may go through. Like, is that is that something that you may have experienced or do you know anybody kind of experienced that? Um, I feel like I might have experienced it some. So from the beginning of Insecure, I felt very, very close to Molly. Um, Why is that? And I will say, to me, just just from what I know, I would say that's the person you associate. That's that's the person I feel like you connect with the most. Just my observation. Hey, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you, I don't think any. I like to think that I'm pretty. I'm relatively sane. And you're you not like Molly, though. I will say that. Thanks. 
<laughs> I see. <laughs> I know people have a lot of problems with Molly, so yeah. I, I'm taking that as a compliment. Oh yeah, most um, It's like you again. I think I'm a little sane, and I think that I would do myself a disservice if I don't look back at things that have happened in the past and things that haven't worked for me, and maybe try and adjust. But then there is this part of you that is still like why am I not allowed to have these standards? Like, I deserve to be able to find the person that I'm looking for. And so it becomes this, I feel like I get anxious because I go between, am I asking for too much or are people not doing enough? Am I not being understanding enough or are people just being too lackadaisical and that's not fair and that's not serving me? So I get anxiety over like, is this the right, like one, is this the right time? Should I, should I even be doing this? Should I take more time for myself? Are there things that I should be going through and I should be focusing on for just me before I enter into a relationship? And then it's also like, well, who am I? Like, why should I make myself smaller? Why should I make my wants smaller just because other men haven't been able to to fulfill it that doesn't mean that it's impossible but it's like i get anxiety over where do you where do you get flexible like what do you let slide or what do you learn to compromise and and be accepting on versus this is my heart and fast like this is a deal breaker I need this. Do you so, want yeah, or do you I, need it? Um, there are things that I want and there are things that I need. Okay. As long as you can differentiate the two because some people don't. Very true. And I'm I'm probably guilty of there are some things that I say that I need and it's, it's just a want. Um, but again, I'm, again, then I get anxiety over is it like should I feel bad for wanting this? And it it makes you skittish to go back out there. And it does make you, like, when she, I love the flashbacks as well. And it's like going through those flashbacks, you think, like, was I tripping? And it's like, I could be, I could, I was right in the moment, but maybe it's how I delivered it. So then it's also like you start to dissect, I'm allowed to have these feelings, but how did I present these feelings to this person? So it becomes that's a whole nother monster. But when the guy, it was Andrew, right? The guy who she did it for a long time. Yeah. Yes, I think Um, it was Andrew. When he was like, you never let anything go. True. Damn, that's me. (laughs) Oh, man, you, you felt like they hit you? Yeah, and it's like it, it it becomes like if I never let anything go, is that something that I need to work on by myself? Like a hundred percent I should not be in a relationship until I can learn to truly forgive people. And that was something that my ex would get on me a lot. He was like, Jen, you don't forgive anyone. Like literally and full disclosure, people I am not exempt from that either. There are things that I do not forgive myself for. So the same 
non-forgiveness, like impossibly high bar that I hold people to, I hold myself to and I beat myself up over stuff that I should really let go. And so, yeah, sometimes I'm just like, I should probably really, really work on that before I before I look for a serious relationship. And I'll never forget my therapist. We did this exercise. He was like, pick five of the most unforgivable moments in your life that you have, like me and other people. And so I picked them. And he was like, okay, now each one of them, one being the least hurtful, the most forgivable, five being the most unforgivable, the most hurtful, give them a number, give each of them a number, one to five. So each time I gave one a number, he handed me that corresponding number, an, an amount of books. So if I said scenario one is a three, he handed me three books and he made me sit them on my lap. So at this point I had the potential of holding 25 books on my lap. I was, it was pretty up there. I was definitely holding a, a considerable amount of books. Mm -hmm. And he was like, do you feel how heavy that is? And he was like, I can't even see your face beyond these books. He was like, so this is what people are faced with. Anyone is faced with when you are holding all this weight from you not forgiving people and you not letting things go. People have to get through all of this before they get to you. True. And I was like, well, this is very powerful and uncomfortable. So I get what you're saying, but still these people hurt me and I don't forgive <laughs> them. <laughs> so it's been a journey. It's been something that I've worked on. And so it was, it's really, it, it that does give you anxiety because then it's like, you work, you wonder like, are you ready? And if you're not ready, are you going to possibly damage a good thing? If you go searching for someone and you possibly, whether you get a good per, whether you get the person who's perfect for you, whether you get a person who's terrible, they're still a person and they don't, you know, you don't want to have a bad experience in a relationship. You don't want to cause anyone to have a bad experience. So you get worried, like, am I going to do something wrong that makes a lasting effect on this person or even makes a lasting effect on me and makes me even more anxious to get into another relationship? Yeah. Um, I will say I think everybody kind of has that moment. I think like I think more recently I've kind of got to that point where like I ain't gonna say I felt like how Molly felt, but more so just being conscious of like the decisions I make when it comes to that, like like what I will and will not go for, you know, that type of thing. And, you know, like I always kind of was like pretty reasonable with what my wants and needs are, but like some things like I like just looking back on things now, like there's some things I, I wish I could do different or I, I wish I would have done different. And like I can see like not wanting to make those same mistakes again and just kind of say, hey, look, this is what it is. This is what I want. Like this is what I come with, that type of thing. And then just kind of laying that out there and then letting that person decide because I wanted to say something while you, while you were speaking earlier was that like your wants and needs, it's not necessarily – and like there's two sides to this coin because somebody say oh they just you're not asking for enough you just asking the wrong person and like and, and to a point it's true but then to to an extent like two things can be true about one thing at the same time like can it be a lot yeah and can you just be asking the wrong person yeah but what if what if it is the right person and you're just asking the wrong things of that person like you know like that just could be that, that could be a reality of it too 
But I think that's why communication is a good thing and like just kind of just like letting it letting it be known up front. And you know, I think Molly may have went about it the wrong way. Because I don't know if you remember from some of the other other episodes, but I said Jared to me was probably the best person for her. Like I think they probably would have had a lot of fun. She would have learned. He probably would have showed her some stuff. And she probably could have helped mold him into something. You just never really know. And I know people don't really want to like be build a bear. I hope I know people like to say that term. But she could have, you know, she really could have just just showed him some things and and you know, things could have went 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 great for both of them. And, you know, but I think like more recently, like I think like when I can speak more on that in, in, in greater detail, it'll make more sense. But I feel like just going forward, like it's just I think it would take me a while to do so again, if that makes any sense. No, it does. And that's fair. Jared was the guy who worked at was it Enterprise? Yeah, one of them oh, car so- dealership places. Yeah, and like again, it was one of those things where it's like sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it, and then also what you should be flexible on. So like Molly when she was when she was like what she wants and it was like no kids, two one degree, degree but yeah. two is preferred, stuff yeah. like that. I was like, This is coming off like real just like Ugh. and I but I I share some of the same. Well, we all know me and the no kids thing. I, that's, that's I what stuck share out that with Molly. And then me, I do. I, education is some place where I feel I'm definitely a lot more flexible. While I appreciate a degree, like there are so many people out here who are high ranking in companies and don't have a degree. I really, I, I focus on someone who is educated. And it does not have to be the formal education that we've all been fed is the right way to go. And so that's when it's like, again, when do you get flexible about what you're looking for? And I agree. I do think that Jared and Molly were a good match, but she would have had to be flexible on these things that she was looking for. And she just wasn't willing to do it. Because, again, part of it is that's what we're told is the path to success, like, to have these degrees. But it's, it's, but part of it is you can't just always go with what you've been told. You have to do exploration yourself, and you have to, you have to trust in people. So, I mean, you just have to have conversations with people. I know some people with some degrees who are dumb as a box of rocks. Yep. I can never go back and forth and have a conversation like this with them i couldn't like you can't have any type of conversation with them like you can you can pass school and you can get a degree and not know anything you can memorize you can memorize stuff you have a photographic memory yeah you can cheat you have a photographic memory like that doesn't make you smart and so i think that that was one thing where i definitely felt like molly was doing a disservice to herself not focusing on like you know, how does this person make you feel? He doesn't have a degree, but is he in fact smart? Like, you can be smart and have never gone to school a day in your life. Yep. Like, I don't think, like, and again, I'm always, I don't think like having a formal education is just equates to intelligence to me. Not at all. Um, I feel like, I feel like for Molly, like to me, she just comes off as somebody who's just kind of like, very abrasive with I think I don't think a guy would want to put up with that 
<laughs> like I wouldn't like if like Jared like you know or Andrew Andrew was a prime example Andrew probably was like the closest to everything she wanted but she just like he said she couldn't just let stuff go she was just tripping off of everything and like I think the thing with Issa kind of like was the cherry on top for him and um like I just feel yeah. like like there, there are some things I think she should re- reevaluate but like who am I to tell you to reevaluate what your wants and needs are now, if you ask me, that's one thing, but I'm never going to just say, hey, you might want to, you know, rethink this, you know. But there are some things that, like, I think, like, there is no one shoe fits all. I do think there are some things that we probably could say universally is overboard, but but are they over, like, and that, I guess that question would be as to who, you know. Yeah, because there's, I mean, there more than likely there's going to be someone out there who fits the mold, but it's going to be smaller. Me and the valet, we did that one. We did, we went through, we were going through like statistics. He pulled statistics for like black men in Atlanta with degrees and he was like whittling down. He was like, this is the pool you have to choose from. Yeah, you really <laughs> do. Like, this is insane. So, I mean, yeah, someone probably can meet those standards. But, again, the more stuff you put on there, the smaller that pool gets. And so, again, that's where it's like, where are you going to be flexible? Or are you going to stick hard and fast to, hey, this is what I require and I'm not budging from it? And then are you able to take whatever outcome there is from that? And it might not be the outcome you want. Yeah, like I always tell people, everything comes with a price. Like, yeah, you want all of these things. You wanna, you wanna do this. You wanna do that. You want this person to be this way, but that comes at a price. Are you willing to pay that price? Whatever that is, however you gotta pay for it, are you willing to pay that price? And that's something I don't think people think about. They just kind of look at it on the side, but they never really think about like what comes with that. And I don't think Molly thought about that, and you can kind of see that too. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like uh, I feel like like remember, remember when I told you I feel like you needed a Herbert. I think like maybe. Oh my! You are. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like I feel like I I don't think Herbert is the one for her, but maybe that is what what if that's what she needs. What? Oh my gosh. And then I I love it the scene where she shows Issa his picture and Issa's just like his daddy cute, but where's Herbert? She was like, Where is show me Herbert? Show and I'm like, him. that's legit how like girlfriends banter with each other and mess with each other. So I think that was like a, just like though a very short moment. I think it was comic genius and just very pure. Yeah. But and that's and you know what? And that's what that's why I kind of love the premise of Married at First Sight because it's the it, it's, it's these people who were like, well, my way hasn't been working. So I'm relinquishing control to the experts to find the person who I need. And then you see people react to the person they're matched with, who, again, the experts could be wrong. The experts have gotten pretty questionable on that show. But is that, is that on Netflix? Like, no, it is on lifetime okay but like seeing people react to this is the person who you need in your life is pretty it's actually pretty hilarious at times some people 
just fight it tooth and nail. There's actually one girl on this season who was doing that exact thing because she's not attracted to him physically, but everything else aligns for them and matches up. But because she doesn't like the way he looks, she's just writing him off. But I mean, it's like Herbert, like you're saying, Herbert might be the guy that Molly actually needs. Just gang, just gang. (laughs) (laughs) We can't get past Herbert exterior, but his, her mom, she said, well, he plays the organ and you You listen to music. music, I was like, that is so flimsy. That isn't any type of reason. That is a reach, ma'am. It is. Like, oh my gosh. It was it was pretty interesting to see uh see that. Um hold on one second. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh it was pretty interesting to see that because I felt like her mom was trying really, really hard to to do that. To to set her up. But I don't think like and I like I think we're gonna I think we're gonna get deeper into it. And I feel like somebody from her past is gonna come back. But don't tell me but we're gonna I find won't. out. Um she I feel like uh I just I just feel like this episode, this is probably gonna be or this season is gonna be the most likable Molly is ever gonna be because I feel like she's just actually thinking about the things she's doing now. And she does seem happy, but I don't like the haircut. But usually, you know, when women go through something, they cut their hair off sometimes. <laughs> I think that's what she's going through. Cause right now she like the lady, she like the lady off a uh, Black Panther movie, but oh my god, I, I just don't like that haircut. And I was like, who is this? But you know, she getting there. I would, guess. would you ever trust? Like, would you ever let your mom set you up with somebody the way mom was trying to do? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe my my mom, yeah, I probably would, and I, I and I said it because there was this one person uh, that that she tried to do that with before, but I think I think I could. I think I think she's a pretty good judge of like character and like you know what what may work for me. Who knows? I just okay. you know, I think I think I think my mom could, but I wouldn't just let any old person just do it. Like you really really have to to know me. And like I said, at this point, like this is it. <laughs> this is it. Like, I, like <laughs> I'd rather just be like, you know, be like, uh, uh, have solitude and just kind of do what I want to do, and then reassess, you know, what I want going forward. That's fair. And that's that's how I feel about that. But there is one more thing, and I wanted to talk about because uh, that show was packed with a lot. I wanted to talk about. Uh, uh, mending fences and losing friends because Issa and uh, Molly kind of stopped being friends for a little while and like mm-hmm. now that they're you know now that I guess some time has passed they're trying to mend those fences and you know have you ever had to like go through that? Yes. Okay. Um, And some of it was like just kind of naturally distancing because adulthood is hard man like and so like keeping up with people just gets harder and sometimes it's not anything that you're doing on purpose it's just like you just get so bogged down and everything else that you have to do that checking up on people just doesn't it gets hard it slips your mind. And so I was hanging out with 
a friend who was a coworker more because it was just like close proximity. And so then one of my friends who was a friend from school, like I was spending less and less time with her and it was nothing intentional. And it was just like, we just had to come back and both realize like adulthood is tough. And like, it wasn't like, I wasn't trying to ignore her. I wasn't trying to brush her off or anything like that. But then um, the coworker who I started hanging out more, who became a friend who I was hanging out more with, we then actually um, had an actual incident. Like she came with me to New York and um, I, I don't think that she was ready for what, do you need to get her? Uh, no, not right now. Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't think she was ready for That's what. first feature on the show though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that she was, um, ready for what life in New York with my family was like. Um, Again, my family lives in the projects. Like it is what it is. It doesn't. It doesn't matter much. To it doesn't matter at all to me. Like that's that's home. But everyone isn't always used to or ready for that. And so I think that was a bit of a shock for her. And then also like how things operate in New York. Like I think I've said it before. You really don't go to other boroughs unless you have like a real real reason. Like. Stay in your bubble. Pretty much everyone goes downtown to Manhattan. But I don't parlay in Brooklyn and Queens um, mm-hmm. for for anything. And she wanted to do stuff in, like, Brooklyn. And I was like, girl, taking a train to Brooklyn is going to be dumb long. And then she was like, she didn't want to take public transit. She wanted to get in the Uber. And I was like, well, baby, you paying for an Uber because I'm not paying $80 to get an Uber to Brooklyn. That is <laughs> it's crazy. Not, it's not happening. And then, and it's just like, she was, she's used to things in Atlanta. Like Atlanta, you can go back and forth. Like you go home, you can go, you can go somewhere, come back home, change outfits and go home. She was trying to do that in New York. I was like, who has, nobody has money and time for that. Not in our tax bracket. And that's what she was trying to do. She was like trying to go back and forth. And I'm like, this is wild. And then I was also trying to see my ex while I was there and she would come with me and I didn't think anything of it because like when we were in Atlanta, a guy that she was dealing with would come to Atlanta and the three of us would go out and I wouldn't feel a ways. Like there was one time we was coming back from, I think Onyx and they wanted to be canoodled up in the back seat of her car. So I was driving her car while they were cuddled up in the back seat. I didn't feel no ways about it. But then like, when me and my ex, when we were like talking and stuff like that, like she would feel away and she got upset. And I was like, wait a minute. But when I was in that situation, I didn't get upset. But here you are getting upset when it just didn't make sense to me. And so we actually didn't talk for a long time. Like she left and we just, it was like, hey, did you land safely? Cause she wasn't living in Atlanta anymore. I was like, hey, did you land safely? Yeah. And then that was it. And then we yeah. ended up that that was legit it. And then we ended up speaking. So we still worked for the same company, but she had moved. To, this is when she had moved to Illinois. 
And there was a conference back in Atlanta and we were both in attendance at one of the events. And honestly, I wasn't going to say nothing to her. I thought she was done with me. And then she came up to me and we spoke and she outright said, like, you know, I've been going back and forth as to if I should come up to you and if we should mend this. And I mean, it just, it took just talking and understanding. And, you know, I had to tell her, like, when I was, when it was me, you and him, I didn't think anything of it because when old boy used to come when you were here, it used to be the three of us and I used to be third wheel and I didn't mind. It didn't bother me. So I was confused as to why it bothered you because I'm like, it's the same situation. I just don't get it. And I mean, we just had to talk about it, but it was odd. It was awkward for a second, like Issa and Molly. It was, it's hard to build the momentum back up because it's like how much, you know, it's like, okay, you all can sit there and catch up on all this stuff you all missed. But then it's like, how do you move forward after that? And luckily we didn't have to like have a dramatic get robbed moment for us to be able to laugh with one another. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's hard, but I mean, if that's your real friend and you really want that relationship back, it's something that should be done. I mean, it's important. It it is, and I think what what stood what stood out to me the most because I think I recently kind of went through this with someone I used to live with before I moved here, and like we've known each other since like seventh grade, and just just the way things ended just kind of made me think about you know, Molly and Issa's situation because like now they're going through it. And now it seems like Molly's been the most supportive she's ever been of Issa ever, from what I can tell. And I'm gonna re like I said, I'm gonna rewatch it and just kinda get back to this point. And um but it looks like she's been the most I feel like they're closer than they ever been. But yeah. I, I went through that with a friend where we you know, like there were just little things like like I'm I ain't gonna sound like particular about my. Well, I guess I will. I will sound particular about like the way dishes look. Like I don't like I like my. I don't want to eat. Have you ever been to a restaurant and there's like food still on your dish or something on your cup? I don't like that. Or I don't like like when you. you Wait, eat. what? Have you ever been to like a restaurant and then like you you get a dish and you could tell like they did they didn't really like they just threw it in the dishwasher. All this food still stuck on your dish sometimes. Oh, like, okay, okay, yeah. Like I don't like stuff like that. that drives me nuts because like. I'm real big on I ain't gonna sound real big on germs, but I never want to get sick. And I feel like you just keep baking food on and baking food on and stuff like that. It's just it's just not good. And then who knows how well you doing it? And then like that's embarrassing when you come when you got a company come over, you pull out a dish. Oh, it's something on here. And now you looking like oh, they ain't gonna eat your food because because anyway, long story short, so it kind of started out like that. Like we had some we had a couple things when we was younger too, and I'm gonna get to that. But when we as adults, like, I know I was like, hey, look, like, could you just, like, scrape your plate out, rinse your plate out before? Because if, if not, at some point, there's going to be some bugs or something. Or, like, just the food gets hard. It's harder to clean the dish once the food dries and gets stuck on there. And so, you know, he would just say little stuff or whatever. And I know one time he was like, he said, he said, he said, you always bitching. I was like, about, I was like, what do you mean? He was like. I was like, I was like, because you're, uh, I think at the time it was like 25, 26, like, and you still don't know how to like actually clean dishes right way. Like, what do you mean? Like, you may like to live like that, but I don't like to live like that. Like, you got to be like courteous of the people that you live with. Like, be be respectful of that. Like, and like, I was like, everything in here is pretty much mine. 
And like for you to and people like my mom said, people don't care about your stuff the way that you do. And I was like, you don't like you don't broke all. Like it was just like little you know broke all my fine glasses that I got all my good plates that we don't had in our family for like a while. Like that my mom mm. bought and I gave. And like I still got some of these things from like since I was in middle school. So that's a long time ago. And um, like just little things and like just stuff would just break. Like he would just just do stuff. But like, we was cool. But I was just like, hey, look, like like this is just what it, this is just something you know. But we never really had no real issue. But recently, after we split, we I think we lived together for like seven years. I want to say I think I was like twenty. I think we moved. I think I moved out. We we moved in together like maybe twenty thirteen. Okay. And then I think we stopped living together like twenty twenty because I moved here in like October twenty twenty or was it twenty twenty one twenty twenty. Yeah, 2021. I mean, 2020. Um, so I've been here a year now, and um, like I know when I left, like like I told him, I had been telling like after this, we gonna we gonna um, we just gonna split ways. I know something happened where like somebody either wastes chocolate milk or coffee. I don't drink coffee, by the way. Somebody had wasted in my room, and he was saying it wasn't him, but he's always been a careless person. And you know, like I asked him about, it, he felt like that I was blaming her. I just asked you like but I know don't nobody else in here drink coffee he said it was my my youngest sister and I was like she don't really drink coffee either but he said somebody had drunk his stuff and I was just, all this stuff but like, he get real defensive when you like kind of call him out on stuff long story short I told him like you know we probably just gonna move because I just kind of felt like I just wanted to do my I had never lived like by myself by myself I wanted to do my own thing and he uh I guess he thought I was playing but I had been telling you since last year like this is what we're gonna do because you start being late on the rent you start telling people that it was me that was late on the rent. And I had been covering your part of the rent for like so long. Like I was just waiting to get, I shouldn't have to hunt you down when you ride around down the hall to send, you know, the rent money or whatever. And so he was telling his mom that I was the reason why we was late and all this. And they got back to me because he, his mom told my ex and my ex told my mom, my mom told me, my mom was ready to go to war. <laughs> and I was just like, no, the hell. Cause I had told her that it was, you know, that it was him and it really was him. Long story short, called his mom and he was like don't tell my mom don't call my mom about anything again like come out like but when i do come to you you act like you you brush it off like it's nonchalant so i gotta escalate to the next level like so i need my money i need my funds i got shit i need to do and i can't be waiting around on you so long story short we we were supposed to be be splitting up and moving we was gonna be cool but i guess he thought i was playing so we we i end up moving and that saturday i was like i was like you do know we gotta be out of here by uh by by monday right he was like oh uh yeah i'm gonna figure it out but i was like I like do you need help with anything he's just like no nah, no nah, i'm gonna get it but long story short he, he packed this shit up he kind of like half did it and then he didn't give me the last month rent and he still he still owed me like 700 dollars and some change um Jeez. which is cool like it ain't cool it's the principle like i wouldn't do you like that but um but like i even asked you for it and i was like i should just reach out to his mom but i was like no nah, at this point it ain't even really like worth it but I know he never, he told me he was going to come back and, like, help clean up. But I remember I had to clean up the whole apartment, like, pretty much by myself. Like, after, mm. you know, after my help, like, my sister helped. And, um, you know, like, her boyfriend helped. I think my brother might have came by for a couple of times. My girl came by at the time and helped. And um, just, we just kind of just got it done. And um, But he, he just kind of left stuff there, and I just felt like, like this is messed up. You told me you was gonna come back and you didn't, and you left all this stuff over here and like for us to get fined. And furthermore, he's very destructive. In the first apartment, like he he melted the carpet with an iron, tried to cut the patch of that he melted out of the carpet with a razor blade. So it's a big hole in the carpeting room. So we had to pay for that. I was like, it's just a lot of little things you know, kind of like just cause. Like he was just, he's always been destructive since the day I met him. 
but wait, there's... um, purpose or he just like dropped the iron by accident? I'm not. I think he dropped it on accident, but he's always been like careless with things. Like he he would just always come to our house and break shit. And I'm just like, why do you always break shit everywhere you go? <laughs> oh my god! But so you know, like at this point, I'm like, I don't. Is it worth saving? And I'm like, yeah, but I feel like we might have been growing apart just because of our interests and what we were, and just a couple things that that he was like saying and doing at the time and I was just like this don't seem right cause I remember one time he told me when we was younger he said you think you all that he said you ain't gonna ever be no more than just a street ball player you're never gonna be able to play on anybody's team I was just like I'm just like I'm like why would you say that to me but he told me I think we was like in maybe like ninth, 10th grade and keep in mind like I'm I'm almost 6'2 I'm like 6'1 and maybe like a quarter so he's probably like 5'7 at the time <laughs> at the time he liked to tell people he's five nine, but he's nowhere near fucking five nine. my sister's taller than him um my sister's five seven but um five seven five eight but anyway i asked my sister probably like your height but um okay but uh he he told me that and i think it's because when we first when i first moved in the neighborhood like i was football i was all football like i had always been fast i I, just, I just got outrun people so i was always in the football he was a basketball kid so he was naturally the best person in the thing I eventually hit my growth spurt, and I, I I was already a little taller than him, but then, like I said, I'm six one, so I think he, you know, I kind of came into my own playing basketball, like, and I got really good at, it, and I think he was jealous because he was no longer that that guy anymore, and you know, I think he felt the way about it, and he told me, and I had asked him like before we moved into the second apartment, I was like, you remember you told me that? I was like, I was like, How about I was like, do you remember when you told me? He was like, he said. He was like, yeah, I do remember that. He started laughing. I was like, why? Just, he was like, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know why I said that. I was like, I like, you know, I never forgot that. He was like, yeah, he said, I ain't even thought no more about that. I forgot I said that. And I was like, yeah, you said that. But he's also said some other things that I felt like he probably shouldn't have said. And he was kind of like my Molly <laughs> to me. Like, oh he just my said gosh. some shit that he probably shouldn't have said. And I was just like, this kind of messed up. But like at this point, like I was like, is it worth mending the fence? Like I think we could. Like I'm not mad at him, but like you do owe me seven hundred dollars, and then you just acting like, like you don't erase me off all your social media. Like then you butt hurt about what? Like what is it about? So like I don't it's really know. Always so strange. Like you owe like he owes you money. So who are you to yes. delete me? Unless he's like trying to avoid you. Like, are you blocked so you can't contact him? Like, that's the only thing to me that would make sense. Like, if he blocks you because he doesn't want to get the money back, I yeah. could see that. Well, at one point, I was blocked. I will, This was before oh, we wow. actually split. Like, we was in the same apartment, blocked. He was mad because I reached out to his mom. But, like, I was just like, like, but who do you want me to reach out to if I can't get in contact with you? And you're, one, you're right down the hallway. Yeah. So it it was just like little things like that. And like I said, I'm not mad at him. I can forgive him. Like I'm I've already I've never was mad at him, so I don't have to forgive him, but I was just like, We're supposed to be better than that. And you just dipped. And I ain't really like said said much about it to anybody, but like but when I when I would hear like little things, you know, like that's not true, like that's not true. You know, it just kinda made me think. And that's why I was kinda thinking like mending fences and like how do you go about doing it? And is and is it sometime is it worth it? And you know, I just felt like we were just like 
growing in two different directions in life like what i wanted to do like everything that i'm everything that i said i wanted to do i'm now doing or i had been doing but i was like hey come do this podcast man he was he was actually the one on on the beginning episodes of the podcast like really not that first guy that i actually started it with me and him were me and him started it but me and the guy i'm talking about we were originally supposed to start this together we were supposed to do like our own version of first take and just kind of talk about what we talk about but he you know he he got on there he would want to say you know what i'm saying a lot and all this or or, or ain't nothing like new pussy that was him that's the guy <laughs> That's the guy. <laughs> so, so hopefully that filling a lot of gaps. But that's the guy, and I was just like, you know, like everything I said I want to. I'm trying to figure out ways for us to get money for us to do different things. And I'm just like, let's do it. But you never really wanted to do it, and like just looking at where you are now, at least from the last time I checked, like it's just not, it's just not, it's just not the same. So I think I know we were talking. And he was just telling me how he felt about things. Like he's. He, I think he might have been like slightly depressed, but like no one knows you're depressed if you don't say anything. Like so, like I was like y'all, like like I love you, man. Like you, somebody I care about. Like like why wouldn't I be concerned? Like if you if you don't tell nobody, how can we help you? And if I can't help you, maybe your family can. So I'm telling your mom like, hey, something ain't right. He ain't seen him in a couple of days. He been locked up in this room. Like I don't know if he's alive. My mom was saying, like, how you been out somebody you don't know if they're alive? I was like, well, we go to work. He would work nights if not work. When I'm going home, he he getting ready to leave. So he getting ready to leave at, like, 6, 5. And I'm coming home, like, 6 or 5. So, you know, just, like, little things. like that. I was like, is it worth mending and just different things like that. And I think, like, maybe a couple years down the line, we'll see. So we'll be cool. But, like, you do owe me $700 and some change. And you try to make it sound like it was just me. And I was just like, I had to pay, like, the whole last month, right, mom, so, which is fine. But. I wasn't I had plans for that yeah uh, but I it's good to see I said all that to say it's good to see Molly and Issa patch it up and I know that we could patch it up but like I said it's no it's no real bad blood but there are some things that that have transpired and you know just some things that that happened when we were kids and I was just like why would you say that and then people would say like he will always say little things like that and I was just like interesting so I don't know I don't know it's just really weird to see it was a hundred percent like so good to see them just like together and you know just watching tv and molly's falling asleep and then like she just stays over and they're just sleeping in the same bed singing silly songs to one another yeah yeah it was very nice and very cute to see it was, it was. Um, but it's good to see that they could handle that mature and get together. And, I th- and friends are gonna go through things. Like to me, friends are friends are like your extended family. They're family too. They're the family you choose versus the family that you're born with. Yeah. So you know, it's it's nice to see them just do that, and that just kind of made me think. But I guess in closing, because we do gotta wrap soon, because baby up now, and I gotta go back to daddy mode. Um. Uh, Issa and I guess the last thing we're gonna talk about like how long does it take to get over somebody because it looks like Issa has it's been a year that they did a good job at showing you the calendar that that took place and I think they did a good job you know just doing that at the beginning and then at the end you know she get ready to you know she asked uh, Nathan to stay over and she started crying in his mouth which was hilarious but I felt her on that though because like how long does it take for you to get over? And I I don't think she's really gonna ever be over Lawrence though because 
Lawrence has turned his whole life around. Everything you wanted him to be and you were dogging him out for, like, he's now become, but you didn't want to give him enough time. And I always say, like, people people don't want to let you become who you could be in the future because they're so focused on who you are now. They don't give you that time to mature and grow into that thing. And I think that's what happened with Lawrence. And I'm going to turn that man need. And I'm going to say this. Out of all the characters on the show, I think I connect with Lawrence the most for obvious reasons. And, <laughs> and, and I feel like I connect with Issa too because there are some times where like even doing this podcast I feel like dang like like do people even take this here do people listen like am I an imposter like I feel like I have my own imposter syndrome but like for personal reason I felt like I feel like I feel like Lawrence so I feel like that's 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 me that's me or Jared besides the whole uh kissing a guy <laughs> that Jared did <laughs> uh, did he kiss a guy he said he did it with a guy no he did it with a guy I think um I think he said he got uh, drunk. He gosh. said he did. He said he tried it. He said it wasn't for me. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. okay. Cause I remember one time don't make you gay. That was my episode. I mean, that was the title, but anyway, but I, I think that it showed a lot that Issa has been trying to like suppress maybe everything. Cause she's been so focused on what she's trying to do. And the phone, the one time she got vulnerable, like it, I think it all came out on her. I do. Especially because, you know, we've seen so much growth with um, the block. Like, sometimes people just throw, if, if it's not another relationship that they throw themselves into, it's something else. They do something to take their mind off of it. And so there's a chance that Issa hasn't been doing the work and the healing and getting over Lawrence that she needs to because she's been focused on her company. Which, I mean, it's understandable. Entrepreneurship does take a lot out of you, but you still have to, um, you still have to, you still have to worry about the other aspects of your life. But there is also a small part of me that is like, what if it's not about Lawrence? What if it's about, because she did say that he has a bevy of bitches and that he that she's sure that he's with someone else so what if it was she was like what if she was upset because she felt like she was a side chick or she was a bad person because she's cheating again because again she did did cheat on Lawrence and or now she's well she's not cheating on anyone because she's not with someone but she's now being on the other side of this cheating thing. So she's been a cheater. Now she's helping someone cheat. Like, what if that's what she was upset about? Does she specifically say, she she doesn't specifically say that she's crying because she wasn't over Lawrence, right? She didn't. I think we just left to assume. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, immediately that's what I think as well. But since I've rewatched it multiple times, I was like, yeah, what if it is? Like, she feels guilty. She feels like maybe she's not a good person. Because she, because he's supposed to be in a relationship with someone else, according to her. Interesting. Or, or, or he's just, just out there, just, just bopping around. True. Because that's another place where you don't. That's not a great feeling. Like feeling like you're just one of the men, one of the bevy. So that's another way. I'm gonna have to watch it again. Now we probably got to like touch back on it. 
But I think that's a def- definitely a thing. But I think I think to get back to that question, I don't think there is a certain amount of time. I think you are when you are, and you're not when you're not. I just think that's what it is. But a year is a long time, and you don't really like. I said you. They do a good job at showing you that how the calendar going by. One year has gone by. And you don't really think about it because you're just probably texting and you probably missed it or something like that. And then you realize it's been a year and you're like, oh. So, you know, they say that it's supposed to be how long you have been with that person. It's how long it's supposed to take you to get over it. Oh, that's a lot. I don't know about that. That is a lot. That is definitely a lot. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. I think we're gonna have to do some more digging on that. But I'm gonna definitely watch it again and see. But um, let's see. We probably got a wrap. So, what is your song of the week? So since we last spoke, um, I have taken up watching the show Euphoria. Okay, that's and. Crucial. I've watched the whole thing. <laughs> really? I, yes, it was that good to me. Um, I finished it today. And a song that I had known from it before and I had left it. And now just like, I always get excited when I hear something. Like I, I heard it out of context, but now I get to hear it in the show or whatever, in the movie, what, what have you. Um, so still don't know my name by Labyrinth from the official score of it i'd always loved that song and then just hearing it at the end i think it's at the end of episode two it's like super super early um but yeah it was it was cool to just hear it and i've always loved that song and so i've been listening to it heavily once again after um my euphoria binge okay i think I think my song might be. I don't know. Let's see what I got. What what have I listened to recently? Oh, we're probably gonna have to do. We're, we're gonna have to talk about J Cole verse on um. On the on the Benny song. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. But I I actually think my song is gonna be After Dark by Mr. Kitty. You always come with these people who I've never heard of, and then I always listen when, like, I there's a part of me that's like, I know everything we've talked about in the show. Just get to the end so I can keep it. <laughs> yeah. And it's always so good. Did, did you hear the last song? Yes, I did. I figured you would like it. I figured everybody would like it. And it was like how you said it's not like he does things that you don't expect. I was like, yeah, I definitely didn't expect this. And, but it was so good. It was so good. Actually, you know what, since, since you said, because I think I originally was going to do another K Tronada. So I, I think I might go back with another K Tronada that I listened to the other day. It's, it's probably, I might have played on her before, but it's Girl by the Internet featuring K Tronada. Okay. That's going to be my song. I'm, I'm going to play that on there. I think you'll like it. It's a good song. But it has been fun. We'll have to catch you guys next week. Uh, make sure you guys write into the show. Let me figure out what that number is one more time. Hold on. Because <laughs> I don't think anybody wrote in this time. It's probably because like, ain't, we ain't done one in a while. But I have to keep, keep putting that out there. 
But if you would like to be a part of the show, you got any questions or comments you would like to add, text this number here, 404-796-7282. Uh, right into the show, we, we, we value your thoughts and opinions. We would like to read it on the show. We might even call you. You never know. Maybe you get to be on the actual show. But just just give us a just give us a, a ring or a message and we'll get to you guys. And I like to shout out to everybody that that lives in uh let me let me let me let me, let me uh, on East Eighty Second at uh East Tremont. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> and uh and, and Watson Avenue. Yeah, that's what that's what I want to shout out. <laughs> and East Sixty Sixth Street. <laughs> But that's it. But uh, it was nice seeing you guys. Remember to be nice to each other. Good uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Peace. Bye. Bye. I had to Oops. like be a fucking Looney Tune. I had to yell. I had to scream. All right, guys, we are now here at the uh, song of the week, and we're going to start with a Jen song, Still Don't Know My Name by Labyrinth, and she said that was on the Euphoria soundtrack, I guess from the the introduction song or the leading track, but here we go. This is uh, Still Don't Know My Name by Labyrinth. I took your heart. Did things to you only lovers would do in the dark. It made you a god. Kind of surprised she likes this song, but preachers would tell me it's still wrong. But hey, made a nigga flip. I don't own the rights to any of the songs you're hearing today. Just a fan. Trying to share music, share ideas with you guys. So please don't take me down. Stranger. Hope you guys enjoyed the nice weather we're having out here. Doesn't really feel like winter anymore. It's always hot now. I think winter is officially over for us. For Atlanta. Winter as we know would never be the same. If we don't fight global warming. Wish you, wish you come on. Miss you, kiss you. Make believe Dreaming of all of the possibilities Kissing all over your body on the fatigue Every time I Make sure y'all enjoy your time on this earth
like this a labyrinth song that I like. I might have it on one of my electro therapy playlists. I'm doing this is still don't know my name by labyrinth. Alright, so my song was a uh, girl by K Tronada. And I hope you guys enjoy this nice little bop. More tunes for your head tops. And I don't own the rights to any of the music that you're hearing play today. I'm just playing it because I love the songs. This song was this long. Hopefully, this is sounding right to you guys in the uh, in your headphones for your head tops. I know she'll love this one. I know y'all will love this one too. That's her role in the group. The rest of them are like instrumental, instrumentalists.
enjoying your lives out there, telling everybody that you love, you love them, because you never know when they're going to be taken away from you. I know I say this every episode, but it's so true. Start saying yes to things you used to say no to, and watch what doors open up for you. Take a different route home. Try a new food. Make a new friend. Do something kind for somebody. Talk to a stranger. Do something out of the ordinary. Don't litter. Maybe you can add this to the playlist. And if you would like a playlist for, for some songs, write in and let me know, and I'll share that with you guys. Help take that to the top. Be aware of your surroundings. Invest your money, don't just save it, because saving does nothing. to a weird part of the song it actually does but i'm gonna cut it off here guys make sure y'all enjoy y'all night good morning good evening good afternoon good night i know i said it out of order but you know what i mean it's late but i am tired <laughs> but enjoy your night enjoy the songs guys thanks for to the show you guys are a big help and if you like to reach the show let me get that number for you guys again because i can't seem to remember what it is off the top of my head Let's see. It is 404-796-7282. Again, it's 404-796-7282. Right into the show, guys. Oh. <laughs> Bye, y'all.